Yeah, no, I am. Uh, I am both happy and sad about the the G1 climax. I'm sad because I I I had my uh, my my fucking mark feud where I wanted really wanted it to be Omega Okada again at the Tokyo Dome, but mm-hmm. you know it's Japan and uh, Naito rules Tokyo with an iron with an iron tranquilo fist. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, I called once it got down to the, like the vi- final four. I was like, Naito's got this. Oh no! If somebody pointed out, like, like at the start of the tournament, they're like, they're not going to give away Ibushi and fucking Kenny Omega on not Wrestle Kingdom. They're going to have him probably win his block and then lose to Naito, and then the Bullet Club's going to fracture even more. They're like, you couldn't fucking win the goddamn heavyweight title. At least Styles did that, and then they'll probably break off like Tama and the actual Bullet Club from the Elite. Yeah. The Elite will be their own thing, and they'll still sell a fuck ton of merchandise. But the Bullet Club sales will go through the goddamn floor. Because Kenny Omega and the Bucks are why, like, it sells so much. Which sucks, because I love Tama. Tama hey. is my favorite motherfucker on the planet. Mm-hmm. But, Hey, yeah. man, those gaijins get the dollars. Those gaijins get yen. Tama's a gaijin, Blake! Uh, no, he's not. No, he's not. He's a dark-skinned foreigner. He is Samoan! Oh. <laughs> uh. He he may as well be just their their personification of their next door neighbor. This is like, hey neighbor, how you Welcome doing? Welcome to Blake gets <laughs> vaguely racist on the podcast. Uh, I don't know if you know how geography works. I don't know if you know how oceans work, Blake. I don't know how you your idea of geography works because uh, Samoa is nowhere fucking near Japan. Yeah. So. <laughs> At which point Blake just quietly is like. Wait, he's from Samoa? Fuck. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Making their way down the aisle, they are the greatest podcasting tag team in all of time and space. They are Blake Tanner, Scotty Moore, and they are the B. And joining them, as always, he is the Lord of the Smart Side. He is the Dylan. And together, they are known as the Fight Boys. Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly podcast about professional wrestling and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, Scotty Moore, joined this week by my tag team partner in crime. It is he, the B, Blake Tanner. Dicks, 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 Blake Tanner. Very good. That's my new... It's my new intro. That's your your Um, new entrance music for JWF. You come out to dicks, 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 dicks. Uh, Listen, what you you don't know is after BS eventually breaks up a la, like, the Rockers, that's that's going to be his new gimmick. He just comes out in a banana hammock. (laughs) (laughs) It's my dick gimmick. No, I was going to think he was going to have the Christian gimmick. Dicks, dicks. At last, you're on your own. And then the banana hammer. That's a penis. <laughs> yeah, that's a, and that's the, that's the, that's like the hook in between. At last, you're on your own. That's a penis. And then, <laughs> then there's the then there's like the dubstep drop. That's yeah. That's where that's where the money is. Uh-huh. And that other voice you hear uh-huh. coming up with the quite possibly the greatest theme song of all time. Call us CFO. Is of course the Lord of the Smart Side himself, the Dylan. Uh, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm smarking it up over here. Yeah, I mean you you had the G1, you've had your climax, so now you're just in the afterglow. Uh, it was, it was, it was glorious. It it was it was glorious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I got to. Watch... I needed a, I needed a, I needed a cigarette after Okada <laughs> Omega Three, I, I, but I didn't have any because I don't smoke. It was a, it was a real weird sensation. Mm-hmm. I got to watch bits of I got to watch bits of night not night two it's not fucking bola but um of the B block ma- matches and Tama versus shit who did Tama face on this on that night I can't remember who it was uh that, Sonata Sonata 
who basically, yeah. <laughs> when he came out, I was like, oh, he looks like the Tama of his faction. So as they got in the ring and stood across from each other, I was like, oh, it's Tama versus Tama. Let's do this. It was. It's. It's been really weird. The great thing is uh, after the final, like the final day where they had the uh, like a tag match or something. Yeah. He was just like, yeah, sombrero, uh, tamala, tam- or, uh, t- t- tamada, like d- d- just messing up every everything. Tamale, tamale. Basically insulting them. Tamale. Have you guys? Whatever um... the hell his name is, from from El Gato de Sombrero. <laughs> Ombre one, ombre two, ombre three, de Japon. God, that's a stupid name. And they like walked off, and you see, you see fucking uh, Tonga Loa like like corpse because he's just like Jesus. Yeah. Um. Have you guys been hearing uh, Melter talking about just how injured some of those guys are? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's been the that's been the downside of the G one for like the since since Gato took over. Yeah. And mm-hmm. since the quality's gone up, is that every year at least. Three super or three wrestlers like like big names go through injured. Uh, Ishii, like the the human mm-hmm. personification of a brick shit house, one year just like had a completely like taped up shoulder. Yeah. We did like should have gotten surgery months earlier. Went mm-hmm. through it. Shibata's gone through it. Fucking Tanahashi's had like a banged up everything. I think every fucking year. Like the only person who makes he's... it through. Can I just say my favorite part Even... of what was just said? My favorite part of what was just said is the fact that Dylan, the Lord of the Smart Side himself, went, well, a lot of those super st- wrestlers. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. I did like how you caught yourself. You I, did. Broke. I did. I did. You like, broke your you. own kayfabe, man. I, I, I'm sorry. I was on, on R-squared circle reading about <laughs> the SummerSlam card. I mean, uh, so so am I. Yeah. but uh, I hate this place. Spe- speaking of... Speaking of things that make us climax, there is a new apparent NXT signee, ladies and gentlemen. And it is Adam Cole, baby! Bye-bye. I'm so happy. I thought he was... Wait, wait, wait. I thought he was dead. What what happened? Did, did They're signing ghosts now? Yeah, what is dude, this bullshit? Ghosts are getting signed now. I can't wait for it. Yeah. yeah. Now, how does he? Oh yeah, heard they're signing ghosts up in here. Damn it, Blake. <laughs> bad. But poor, all the poorest taste, Blake Tanner. Um. So how? You're right. <laughs> Warrior, get out of here. Warrior, please. So, so the thing is, you know that you've seen that clip from uh, from PWG, wherever Adam Cole gets introduced against Cedric Alexander. And like he has like the pre-recorded like script for it. He's like the longest reigning champion. It will totally beat ACH. I mean Cedric Alexander tonight. <laughs> oh my god! As in the crowd favorite. like chants, "This is racist." And then then he has further down on the on the cue card. And in the event of a that this is racist chant, you can all suck my dick. <laughs> Adam Cole is Damn. a fucking genius. I can't wait for him to go around the NXT crowds, which like are just some of the smarkiest crowds. Like both in. Uh, both here in Orlando and then like abroad and just oh god oh it's gonna be beautiful yeah my favorite NXT smart moment ever was at the first takeover Brooklyn where you just hear an entire arena full of people chanting fuck you full sail oh Jesus fuck that you, was full sale. um so yeah. how, do, how are we uh, calling the Cole debut do you think it's gonna be at the pay-per-view do you think it's gonna be part of an ROH faction how would you do it uh, I think he's gonna get the uh, he's gonna get the front row treatment, uh, mm. hottest free agent uh, front row treatment. You know, like the last twelve people they've signed. Uh, um, he shows up in the front row. <laughs> then later tonight, there's gonna be a YouTube video of Adam Cole signs with NXT. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never knew. Yeah. Would... The uh, the the only listen. The only thing that could make it great is because um, I know they signed both part both halves of Red Dragon. So I just need that feud to like come back, Jesus, like that feud yes. that already that are that because it because it ended on such like a, a shitty note because it ended at Wrestle Kingdom because mm-hmm. O'Reilly didn't resign. Oh right. Like I just I just need there to be a definitive like one of you kills the other one. Yeah. Mm. Um. In other news, um, you know, guys, I know I know one thing we focus on on this podcast is being the cutest, most adorable thing in the world. Um. We, as we are the cutest boys, I have to say, we unfortunately have now officially lost the title of the cutest thing in the universe. 
because Alexa Bliss was on ESPN. And apparently Alexa Bliss <laughs> owns a tiny deaf pig named Larry Steve. I think the fact that it's deaf just adds a whole new level. Oh, I thought we could have been story. contenders. We could have been contenders in this cuteness battle against this pig. But then it was deaf and I was like, oh no, Larry Steve. Is the fucking pig named Mary Steve? It's, oh my no, God. No, it's called Larry Steve, like Tanner. Don't be ridiculous. Harry Steve, I can't believe it. No, it's Larry it. Steve with an L. Jerry Damn Steve it. the pig. I think Blake Tanner is currently um, be, being Larry Steve, which is the name of a, a very emotional drama I'm directing called Being Larry Steve. But I think he is because he just can't hear shit. I'm gonna be my. I'm gonna be Alexa Bliss, and I'm gonna name my next cat Barry Sleaze, just like her pig. <laughs> Please. All right, but you have to make it deaf as well. Oh no! Well, guys, um, I have to make it deaf. Oh no! Because so, I, I know we want to keep this podcast light and kind of happy, but we do need to discuss a great loss that happened this week. And I know, of course, last week Eva Marie was released, so that was very sad. But now something else is gone, something near and dear to all of our hearts, and um. I hate to tell you all this, but the Brahma Bull is dead. The Brahma Bull is gone. Jesus. Yeah, Rocky got him a new tattoo, and it just completely... It just completely covers up the Brahma Bull, and it looks horrifying. Like, it go takes from The Rock's, like, happy-go-lucky attitude to, I think this man could kill me. Uh, I mean, well, he did. That. He listen. At least, at least in his Instagram post about it, he like broke down the sim, like the symbolism of each part of the mm -hmm. tattoo. Like, because he could have totally been like, "I'm the Rock. Fuck you. I got a new tattoo. I don't need the old one." Yeah. But like, he was like, "And this symbolizes this, and this symbolizes this," and it was like all very positive yeah. and like well thought yeah. out. And, like, like he had his publicist write it, which he might have. Um, well, that just means that the smart community hated it. Yeah, basically. That was my favorite part about telling you guys about it is the fact that Blake has already been so tainted with how like the Reddit and the internet has reacted to it that he's just like, yeah, I guess Rock did get a new tattoo, huh? No, fuck those guys. <laughs> I like his tattoo. Oh, they can go suck a chode. They can suck my Brahma bull. Yeah, I just love the people who are like the Rock is dead. Now he's got this weird tattoo. Fuck the Rock, and I'm like, dude, he got a better tattoo. This is as if, like, Goldberg got the fucking uh, tribal tat covered up. It's like, it's iconic, it's important. It's like, it was iconic in the 90s. Now there is still a real mm -hmm. living human being walking around with a tribal tattoo. I would also like to say, they're like, oh, it'll never, it'll never be anything like this again. Motherfucker, you have hundreds and hundreds of hours of The Rock with that tattoo at your fingertips yeah. streaming. <laughs> It's not like you'll never see it again. Uh, yeah. Um, it's not like you had tea with the Rock's Brahma Bull tattoo every Sunday, and then it's suddenly gone. Like, brunch. Get it correctly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's, just a, it's changing times, as evidenced by what Braun Strowman talked about. Braun went, and he was just goes, they, they were asking about heels and faces. He goes, this has been brought up before. And I feel like the days of faces and heels are coming to an end. Says the man who tossed a fucking chair at another human's face. Heels don't who also flipped anymore. A, who also flipped an ambulance, but was also almost murdered by the face and the few. So to be fair, mm -hmm. like, he's he's been on both sides of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Braun is more of a force of nature than, like, he he does transcend a heel-face mentality in the fact that he is more like a hurricane. A hurricane doesn't care that it destroys, that it terrorizes, that it kills. It just simply is, as with Braun. <laughs> Braun simply is. Get out of his fucking way, please, for the love of God, he's coming for you. Run. Yeah, it's kind of like however Lesnar was whenever he showed up at that SummerSlam and destroyed Cena, where it was just like, he's just a mercenary. It's like, no, 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 he's a force of nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not really a heel, and people are cheering him. Uh, oh, God. John Cena's dead. And in case you're curious, like, oh, no, Braun Strowman is full-on heel. Like, he's just devastating. He's violent. He's he's terrifying. 
Well, if you've went on to the Ringer's YouTube page, there is a recent video from a series they do called Table Reads where they take uh, celebrities and have them read out scenes from famous movies. And a certain gigantic monster among men was on it recently. And uh, if you had to cast Braun Strowman in a movie, what would you guys pick? Uh, I would I would go with the Cowardly Lion from The Wizard of Oz. Holy shit, that's a good one. Uh, oh, that is a uh, good Blake, one. what would you, for Braun Boy? Um, anything that would have to do with Paul Bunyan. Okay. Well, um, unfortunately, you're all wrong. Because The Ringer has discovered the greatest movie role ever for Braun Strowman. And that is the rule. That is the, um... The uh, character of Juno from hit film Academy Award-nominated film Juno. <laughs> and there is a beautiful mm-hmm. two-minute clip of Braun Strowman just like, I'm pregnant. I'm so sorry. I have heartburn that's radiating down my kneecaps, and I haven't taken a dump since Wednesday morning. Yes. And then he uh, go- uh. goes on to later just be like, uh, apparently the dad in the scene is just like, I don't even know what kind of girl you are, Junebug. At which point, Braun just looks up with these sad eyes and just goes, I don't even know what kind of girl I am. <laughs> I think it shows Braun's softer side. It's something we don't get. Can we also have Braun replace Owen Wilson in every Owen Wilson movie? Wow! Yeah! Wow! Bruh! Braun, yeah. No, I like the opposite. <laughs> Owen Wilson has to replace Braun Strowman. Braun, yeah. Look at this. Braun. It's fucking amazing. Roman Reigns, I'm not through with you yet. Yeah. <laughs> I I just want to see him make the Owen Wilson face that he says when he makes when he says wow, oh, where, where his mouth just squishes together in the middle and then stretches upwards. Yeah. So I can't remember when it was. I don't know if it was last week, but it was at some point when we were talking about Jim Cornette, and Dylan said something along the lines of, "I've never had anybody who I've equally loved and hated as much as Jim Cornette." And I think mm-hmm. I have one who may be leading on my list, and that's Simon Gotch. Because, God, I, he... They... Uh, Simon Simon Grimm, thank you very much. I mean, yeah. that is a dope <laughs> name, too. Well, no, they released a RF shoot with him, and Jesus, like, he's so... Like, he's such a cool guy. He's kind of charismatic. He At one point, uh, Rob looks at him and is like, you remind me of CM Punk, and he's just like, what? <laughs> Why? And he's just like, I'll explain it later. He's like, okay. And he trust me. Yeah. And then he he took he fucking assaulted Enzo Amore, basically. I believe at yeah. one at one point he referred to Enzo Amore as an abortion. I remember that. I mean, he was just, he was going all off on Enzo. Uh, while Amore is a force on the mic, Got- Gotch suggested that his in-ring skills are laughably pedestrian, as he once accidentally broke his own leg trying to reverse a wrist lock. I'm sorry. Was this in? Was this in fucking uh, character? What? No, this was in NXT. This I believe that was in NXT because like he used that as the reason why he didn't have to wear ring boots and could wear Jordans. Oh, yeah. No, no, I mean Simon Gotch using the term laughably pedestrian. Oh, no, that's the person who wrote this. So you can blame, uh, let's see who wrote this. William Windsor. Yeah, he sounds like a guy who said that. Yep. Um, Yes, he does. um, And then he talked about where Gotch basically gave him a concussion. He goes, he's almost touching the ropes, maybe a quarter of the way off, because obviously I don't want him to be too close or Castle tag him. I go, I start running with him. I'm ghosting him the whole way. My hands are here and here holding him. He's running, 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 hits a slide, boom, hits. I follow through and go, yeah, motherfucker, yeah. I go out of the ring. I look at him. I'm like, man, he's selling the shit out of this. Awesome. I go to grab him. I'm a light touch with stuff like grabbing because I know how bad that sucks when someone just grabs you and just fucking so literally fingers on temples, side of the head. He comes with me. I'm like, okay, he's good. Charles Robinson says we're in replay. So I let go of Enzo, turn around, start jaw jacking with the crowd. I turn back and I see the X and I go, oh, fuck, he's out. 
I never knew if there was any heat. I think I knew most. Be I think most people knew Enzo was kind of a clod. Damn. Yeah. And then of course uh, he was just like, and then of course they didn't, you know, use the concussion to get any heat on the Vaude villains. Instead, they just used it to feed them to Big Cass. Which, what the fuck is Big Cass doing? Accurate. Okay, that's I don't know. I watched Raw tonight, and I still don't know what Big Cass is doing. Oh, that's right. See, here's the here's the here's the here's the thing, and then in the story that uh, or the part of it that like kind of sounds sounds right is because um, uh, he said that. Uh, Enzo will always edit his own past to make himself sound better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, the whole thing. Like, he was bragging about how, like, yeah, I broke my leg, now I get to wear Jordans. But, like, he was, like, using his, like, yeah, but I wear Jordans now. Like, isn't that cool? Not like the, hey, I fucking broke my leg in basic wrestling training. By doing, like, trying to counter a wrist lock. Yeah. No, the, I have to admit, though, Enzo and Cass are, like, the biggest disappointment i think of all of the nxt call-ups because like the vaude villains that was sad but like you knew when they got called up that vince never believed in them yeah like at all um but whenever but whenever like enzo and Cass were there you were just like oh wow these guys like like you like uh scotty we were at Re we were at wrestlemania like the crowd was totally behind them oh, but yeah. at the same time you were like oh this crowd is only behind their chant because, like, everybody else is rooting for another team in this actual match that they want to see win it. It was on par with the New Age Outlaws. The only difference is the New Age Outlaws at least could, like... They were both similar-sized guys, so it wasn't a weird, like, hot tag gimmick. Yeah, I think that was also the thing, is Enzo never actually, like, proved himself as a wrestler. So whenever they put him on his own, it's like, mm -hmm. so this guy that always gets the shit kicked out of him is now just kind of talking. And then the guy that can never talk is now going to wrestle... And I don't want to watch either of these things. Yeah, right. You know, you want to know what I do, you don't you know you know what I do want to watch? I want to watch the reunite. I want to watch the the reunited Shield because I watched that moment, the the video of that mm -hmm. moment where they fucking like Shield fist bumped again, and like I I freaked. I marked out. I marked for that. That you was mean, great. That was the that was the moment where you G one. I just G one. Yeah, G one all, all over the, the place, place, baby. Oh yeah. yeah. Is NXT doesn't have a great track record with tag team call-ups does it no because they never are you saying that my boy Vin connor Vincent. of the ascension and his best friend victor are not the biggest successes in the wwe today they are both first yeah. ballot hall of famers how dare you for, for, for they're both Honestly, first the ballot best. hall of famers for the shonies that they constantly frequent because they're never on the road owned by scott steiner Georgia, yeah. the best I think the best tag team that has come from NXT currently is the Revival, and yeah, and the only reason why is because they yep. haven't been on TV to get fucked with. It's true, they haven't gotten fed to the they haven't gotten fed to the Hardys. Uh, yeah, Jason like like American Alpha was doing really great until they were just like you know what um just take them off TV for like four months. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then also Kurt Angle's son. Why not? And then also, yeah, you're my son. have you have you seen the have right. you seen the mashup where they take the uh, the the Family Guy bit my black son and play it over the oh, <laughs> the no. debut of Jason Jordan? No. It's great. Oh, <laughs> my black Christ. son, my black son. Oh my god, it, it was a great. I watched it six times. Mm -hmm. It was the best. But uh, sent it to everyone dead. I knew. My black son, Jason Jordan. Speaking <laughs> of the G1 climax, I guys I climaxed all over. Our merch site this weekend, because a lot of things, I figured since Summerfest is coming up, I was like, this is a big deal. We need to make changes. We need to take things seriously. And so we have a brand new logo, which if you're, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you can see it right now. It looks awesome. And that means we actually have new shirts on our website. We have, of course, Dylan's Lord of the Smart Side shirt, which I released last week. Which actually is Dylan's face, <laughs> creepily enough. Um, we have the two brand new shirts with our logo on it. One is just kind of a black shirt with a red logo. The other one honestly kind of looks like the CM Punk shirt, just without the red in the middle. And then, of course, the one thing that we've needed forever, we finally have a Fight Girls shirt. So we have the I'm a Fight Boy for Life shirt, and we have I'm a Fight Girl for Life. We have that. And then, of course, I got really bored and made an EC F&W shirt. It says, Fight F'n Boys. It looks amazing. 
and they're all available on our website at merch.aloadofpurebs.com in the Fight Boys section. Pick up any of that. Pick up the hashtag Dustwatch2017 shirt, which is still just, it's trucking along so slowly. But yeah, all this brand new merchandise we have, I'm really excited about it because it actually looks fucking cool. I'm surprised. And uh, so yeah, if you want... I was going to say, I was gonna say we have a surprisingly good merch for a podcast that like a very select few people listen to. Yeah. <laughs> I really feel like if we could if we could get like the shirts out there, especially the ones that aren't like really niche, like, like Lord of the like the Lord of the Smarts out there, like like promote those on like sites. People who are like, oh, this is a cool shirt, and then they listen to this podcast, and then like that turns them away. But you know, for that <laughs> brief few seconds, <laughs> they listen to us talk, and then they're like, um, but they make cool shirts. I'm pretty sure one of those kids is mentally handicapped. <laughs> yeah, guys. What? I've listened to the. To the Jason Jordan, my black son, three times, almost four <laughs> times in entirety during that entire ad plug, <laughs> and I don't know if I can continue. Oh wait, hold on. Let me quickly merch download of purebs.com. There you go. That's where you get all that. Um, so it's ladies and gentlemen, the dawn is upon us. The dawn of Summerfest, and also I guess SummerSlam if you want to do shit like that. And oh my God, the SummerSlam card is insane. It was so insane yeah. that they had one of the title matches tonight <laughs> to try and draw more interest. Because, <laughs> you know, you, you know that cruiserweight division, that's been going real strong since 205 Live. They've really helped those cruiserweights come into their own as wrestlers on the brand. Oh, yeah. It's going very well. Yep. Um, so, yeah. How about this? Cesaro and Sheamus versus uh, just the fucking Shield. Uh, I'm just going to say it. Shield. Um... What do you guys think? Dean Dean becomes the Dean will become the first member of the Shield to actually. Tr oh no, he'll be the second. Well, no, did he win the? He won the U.S. title. He'll be the first Grand Slam champion out of the Shield. Oh shit, Willie! Yeah, because the tag belts. Because he won the U.S. when he was part of the Shield. He won the Intercontinental. Mm -hmm. He won the the WWE. He's just missing the tag. Oh my God! Wow, that's a very Roman. Weird Roman God. hasn't gotten the Intercontinental yet, and probably never will. Because they're gonna probably give him the rock treatment where he never goes down for a belt until, or the sorry, the uh, the Cena treatment where he never goes down for a belt after he goes up for one. So like, yeah, um, yeah. So then he can have that accolade gonna... since everybody likes to point to the other two as being the best. I say Shield. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm. I want to predict the Shield boys just because I want to see that happen. So all three for Shield. And I feel. I feel. I feel Cesaro and Sheamus have like run their course for this this title run. Like I feel like the transition from like them taking it off the Hardys so the Hardys could become more broken, and then transitioning to like just being the heels that that, are that uh like Shield point oh, um like take it from because that's such a much better moment yeah than having them lose it like because then where does the story go it doesn't go anywhere right mm -hmm. okay uh baron versus cena our good brunch boy versus john cena i mean cena i was gonna say cena right like there's cena. no not cena burr, 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 burr. No. It, this will be the first uh SummerSlam that john cena will have won a well he's not in the main event so i feel like he's got a better shot yeah um, okay, yeah, so all three Cena here? Or, Blake, are you gonna go with history and say Corbin? No, I'm probably gonna go with Cena, because you're right, he's not in the main event, and usually when Cena's in the undercard, he always wins. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor, and in case you were wondering, apparently on Wikipedia they made sure to note, Balor will assume his Demon King persona for the match, so uh, it is gonna be Demon Balor, not Normal Balor. Uh, okay, well, then right. that's an automatic win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, once you go Demon Finn. You never go Femin Ben. Yeah. They might they might do more crazy weird shit with Bray, though. Which I always look forward to, even though he loses. What you thinking, Blake? Balor-Bray? No, no, I think, I think Balor. Okay. Um, now for the most exciting match, Big Show versus Big Kaz. With Enzo Amore and a shark cage. Because fuck it. I feel like they just have the cage and they're trying to justify the goddamn purchase. Right? At this exactly. point, they're just like, look, I this spent is a the, lot of money This is the third on this time cage. in one year they're just trying to justify the purchase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they need that SummerSlam gimmick match, though. Fair point. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm firm in Camp Cass. 
Yeah. Especially after the uh, the Good Brothers destroyed Big Show's hand. Oh, yeah. Oh, poor Big Show's brothers. hand. But, but, by the way, I really want them to just start going by the Good Brothers and then, like, recruit Nia Jax like they've been doing on Instagram and just form a stable of just, like, good vibes wrestlers. Yeah, right? Because, like, that's way more entertaining than the uh, nothing they're doing now. And I understand that, like, they got, push, they got pushed down the car because... Carl Anderson had a had a had a what they assumed was an inflated opinion of him of himself, even though he helped his his matches were part of what like and and persona helped bring New Japan up to a small degree. Yeah. So you know, you know, fuck him for thinking he was big shit. But uh, yeah, no, I big big cast. Even though I really wish he would go away or get repackaged. Just I like I, he needs something else. Yeah. Like anything else. Uh, he looks exactly the same, except now his shirt's just plain black. Like, yeah. has anything else changed? Well, I am going <clears throat> to differ on this one, and I'm going to say Big Show. Okay. I give a, I have a hint, I have a hunch, and I'm not sure how to explain it. But Big Show always fucks me over in these match predictions, <laughs> and I'm not going to let him do it again. Uh, up next we have the New Day versus the Usos. Uh, New Day, New 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 Day. Yeah, yeah, New Day. It's new, going new to day. be New Day. Yes. Uh, New Day across the board then. Yeah, New it's Day. It's hard. To, it's hard to pick against them. They have such an incredible track record in like title matches. Right. Um, Randy Keith Orton versus Rusev. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, wait. Are this there any reports of happening. Randall Keith Orton having any kind of nagging injury from his other matches? <laughs> um, other than mental injuries from having to deal with all the gaming matches he's been in, not really. Uh, I'll, I'll still, I'll. Well, okay. Here you get, you guys go first. We'll, we'll... Oh, I'm on camp. I'm in camp, Rusev. I think Ruru needs this. <laughs> I think he needs it. Um... Which means they're not gonna give it to him. <laughs> Yeah, I thought Bray Wyatt needed to beat uh, Randy Orton at WrestleMania, but look how that turned out. Yeah, but he did have bugs. Yeah. Wyatt had the bugs. He should have won. Yeah, he had ring bugs. The ring bugs. Well, it's one of those things. Blake Tanner Wrestling is a it's a format where you still tell tales. You let people understand kind of basics. Like, if you cheat in a match, you shouldn't win. So a lot of times if someone cheats early in a match, that means they're probably not going to win. And so uh, if that match taught us anything, it's that don't use bugs. <laughs> bugs never prosper. He didn't, it wasn't even cheating. It didn't even affect the match. It was just cool. It was just bugs. It was cool it was the first bugs. time, and then the second time you were like, okay, and then the third time you were just like, just RKO him. And then he did, and you were just like, all right, well. Yeah. You remember when Randy walked out to a snake? Oh yeah, with just that big snake dick underneath him walking around. Mm. Mm. Snake dick. He's he's not compensating for anything, guys. What are you talking yeah. about? Um. <laughs> all right. So what are we thinking, Randy or Rusev? I'm I gonna say, say Randy. Randy. Blake, you got Randy. Mm-hmm. All right. It's up to you, Dylan. Um. Because I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do with Rusev. I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do with Orton after this either. Yeah. If 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 yeah. if Rusev wins, they can continue the feud. If Orton wins, they don't have anywhere to go, so I gotta go with Rusev. Yeah! Uh, AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens in the world's longest rivalry for the U.S. title. This is like this is like Miz Ambrose, but for the U.S. title. Yeah. Oh, I'm keeping uh, it on my good boy, AJ. AJ. Yeah, AJ. Yeah. Because you know, you know that like they're that building towards... What's the next, what's the next uh, fucking SmackDown pay-per-view? Uh, I do not know, actually. Um... AJ's got is it hell? Is it hell in a cell? Record. Did they get hell in a cell? I, I, hell in I don't a cell know. But I know. I know JWF is getting heck in a sack, so I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I think I think here. Let me let me walk you through what likely will happen. Uh, um, Shane unintentionally misses something like an unintentional low blow, or like misses Kevin's shoulder off the mat. And then Kevin Owens, much like AJ did for WrestleMania, just beats the ever-living fuck out of Shane McMahon. Because Shane McMahon, despite being 50-something, is every bit his father's son and has decided that he wants to just, like, put his life on the line at least twice a year. Okay, yeah, mm -hmm. I can see that. Hey, Shane is only 47. 
He looks. He listen, listen. That freaking um, Steve Blackman spot took five years off. <laughs> he he is his father's son, and then he looks m- much more mature and a lot like Vince. Mm-hmm. So okay, we all got AJ on this one, or Blake, you got a Kevin. No, I'm picking my good boy AJ. He's got the best SummerSlam track record. Uncle Allen's gonna keep that damn belt. I tell you that right now. Uncle Allen, Allen's used car, bungalow, bungalow owls, used cars, famous for bungalows and owls. Buy my cars. So, um, Akira Tozawa versus Neville for the cruiserweight championship. Do we just give it back to him? Do we just? He does have an amazing pay per view record. Pay per view and then loses it back on SmackDown, but in reverse. Hoof. <laughs> <sighs> Oofa doofa. Jeez. I just really like Akira Tozawa. Alright, I'm gonna keep it on Tozawa. No, I think they're gonna pull some bumble shit. I'm gonna say Neville. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Neville too. I think they're gonna also pull I think they I think they, they made the title change on free TV just to get some interest. Like, oh, something's actually happening in the cruiserweight division, but like Titus Worldwide is gonna fuck it up or some other dumb shit. Mm-hmm. Alright. Really, I just want I just want Tozawa and uh oh fucking uh Oh god, I forgot his actual Apollo Cruz to form a tag team and just be like and just go into the raw tag team division. Because that'd, that'd be, be awesome. way more interesting yeah. than what they're currently yeah. doing. Um Alexa versus Sasha Banks. I thought that was a triple threat match. Is it? I thought I thought I thought Nua Jax was also in it because they had two triple threats to determine the people in the final triple threat. Oh no 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 no! It was two triple threat matches, um, to determine who would face this week. Who oh would, yeah, that kind of bullshit. Okay. Also, I just then, realized. Uh, the, then... I just realized the one problem with this match is, uh, or at least discussing a match involving Alexa Bliss, is the fact that I'm. Setting my Echo Dot to go insane this whole time. She's like, what the fuck do you want? I'm just like, no, not you. Alexa Bliss. She's like, yes, Bliss. No, fuck. I'm going to go with Sasha. Because then whenever, after Bailey returns from both her physical Wait, and hold emotional on. damage. No, be quiet. Now Alexa's playing Incubus. I don't know why. Alexa, stop. Okay. Let's go back and talk about I'm going to go with Sasha Banks. That way, whenever Bailey comes back from the physical and emotional damage that the last few months have done to her, Mm. uh, and hopefully a character repackaging where she no longer is a fucking idiot, uh, (laughs) they can pull that feud between the two of them that they rekindled several years ago at the first takeover, Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm... I'll, uh, I'm going with Sasha as well. I think it makes them it makes the most sense, which I usually go against that instinct with WWE. But this one seems right. Nope. I'm gonna keep it on. Uh, 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 let, uh, I'm gonna keep it on AB. I'm gonna keep it on our cute piggy girl. <laughs> I can't say Oof. her name anymore. Um, Naomi versus Natalia. Uh, I will say cash in or that the winner is uh, irrelevant. Cash in by Carmella. Okay, hold on. I, I forgot that there are two briefcases now. Um, yep. Okay, well, but you, I still need a who do you think will win the match itself? Uh, Naomi. Okay. No, I'm agree. I say Na- I say Naomi wins it, but gets cashed in on. All right. I'm going to say Natalia wins it and gets cashed in on. Ooh. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I'm going to say she doesn't. I'm going to say Natalia wins it and there's no cash in. Ooh. Ballsy. Ballsy, sir. Now, is the, does this count for attempted cash-ins or... No, it does not. It has to be a real cash-in. Mm-hmm. Um, Jinder versus Shinsuke. 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 Cash-in by Corbin. Cash-in. Thank you. <laughs> uh, both have Shinsuke. I also mm-hmm. have Shinsuke. I also have our good brunch boy cashing in. That's why I had to say no to Carmella. Cause I was like, Ooh, true, true, you true. Can't have both. Ah, shit, I didn't think of that. I'm gonna, I'm uh, gonna cash, I'm gonna bank on one of them getting cashed in on. That's the thing. It's like I, I'm not sure if they'll pull the trigger on Corbin at this point because now it almost feels like they're telegraphing it. Yeah. But, uh, Blake, do you say cash in? 
I think Dylan's got the right idea. Just bank on both. One of them's got to happen, right? <laughs> it's SummerSlam. Like, one dick move has to happen. Look at the Daniel Bryan one, the, the Daniel Bryan SummerSlam, and then Brock mm-hmm. one, and then... Then the CM Punk, the CM Punk match. Yeah. So, yeah, really, looking... you have to walk away feeling kind of shitty for somebody after, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. after it, so... I'm going to be honest, I'm looking at a lot of these prediction outcomes, and I'm seeing a lot of babyface winners, and that does not happen at SummerSlam. Yeah. All right. Uh, then, of course, our main event, the Fatal 4-Way, Brock versus Roman versus Samoa Joe versus Braun. If Brock wins, he's gone. Brock loses. Oh, Brock's Lo- definitely losing. I'm going to give it to Samoa Joe. I'd say he's the most likely out of those four. If they don't keep it on Brock, which is also very likely. Yeah. Donna. I actually, I don't think it, I think it's going to be anyone but you, Roman. (laughs) Anyone but you, Roman. See, Roman has the amazing ability to only win the belt at the most disappointing time, and that's always WrestleMania. Yeah. Okay. I just want, I just want anyone else's music to play at the end of this WrestleMania, just anyone. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So, who who's your pick, Blake? Uh, I'll go with Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. I will go with Brock Lesnar. I think they will keep their original plan to have Roman win at WrestleMania. 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 Yeah, because I think I think that this I agree with. I think it was Meltzer said that, that this is a fake out where they're like, oh, well, because Brock's gonna try to do UFC. Obviously, he's going to lose now, and they're just like, fuck, no, he's not. He's going to stick around for a while because we can make way more money because mainstream media attention is on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that's not bad. Yeah. And, you know, it does make it does make a lot of sense to keep him around for UFC yeah. fights. And you know what else makes sense? To go over to patreon.com slash fight boys and help support these good fight boys you're listening to right now that's right ladies and gentlemen patreon.com slash fight boys is the website where you can go and just give a little bit of cash back to us it doesn't matter how much it's basically a monthly subscription to let us know how much you love us you can donate dollars quarters does not matter it's just a reincurring thing to help us keep going every little cent counts and of course we do have perks for you over there donate a dollar every single month and you will become a JWF jobber. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The JWF, Birmingham, Alabama's premier professional wrestling organization, needs wrestlers, needs jobbers, and you could be one if you just donate a dollar over at Patreon.com. But, of course, I know a lot of you out there, you want more, you crave more, you need more. That's why, if you donate $5, like my father Scott Moore has, and you could be a JWF mid-carder, you could be shot right into the mid-card scene, be uh, Mr. Cash in the Bag like my dad is, on his way to possibly defeating the Dylan for the JWF World Heavyweight Championship. Who knows? And then, of course, if you donate $30, $30, ladies and gentlemen, consider it the cheapest bribe you will ever give anybody because you will be a JWF champion. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We don't care what it takes. We don't care how long it'll take to get you there, but we will make you a JWF champion if you just donate $30 over at patreon.com slash fightboys. And that must mean it's time. It's time, boys. It is time for the greatest professional wrestling organization in the world in Birmingham, Alabama. That's right, I'm talking about the JWF, and it is a big week for the JWF. It is a big week because we are just six, six, five, a few days away from Summerfest. Single-digit number of days away. (laughs) The greatest shindig in the summer space. Summerfest, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, we have some amazing matches set up. We have, uh, we possibly have some tag matches going on. We're gonna have possibly ladder matches. Who knows? But the one match I do know that's going to go down is that Blake Tanner, Scotty Moore, and the Dylan will face off against each other in a triple threat match for the JWF World Heavyweight Championship. Now these are men who we weren't who once were brothers, who once came out smiling with each other, who fought with each other. They were fight boys and now they have imploded. And last week 
The implosion completed as blade, as the BS ran in the ring, attacking the Dylan and cutting quite possibly one of the most vicious promos I've heard from these two kind souls. And the Dylan is in our ring right now. He's got a microphone. He's got his belt over his shoulder. And I think he has something to say to the BS before their match this Saturday at Summerfest. Let's have a listen. Well, I've come out here right now to say a few words. Now, I've, I've listened to the uh, listened to what you know, Scotty and ever Blake had to say after they were done sheep-shotting me. Said they had some trouble hearing me, so I'm going to speak loud and clear. Maybe it's the BS in their ears that keeps them from hearing me, or maybe it's the wool that's been pulled over their eyes by Captain Tibbs that keeps them from seeing the truth. But they walk around this place with their noses in the air, thinking that somehow by helping out and thinking that they're the saints of this godforsaken piece of shit, they're somehow better than everybody else. Well, I'm here to prove that they're not. And they wanted to talk about how they're going to take this title from me, how they're going to restore honor to this company, as if there was any to fucking start with. But the question is, boys, BS, you think you're the best? I have a question. What happens when everyone here sees that you're full of nothing but BS? Have you considered what happens when you don't? follow through on your promise when I'm still in this ring one week from today still holding this piece of plastic still champion of this stupid little dump what are you gonna do then what are you gonna tell the fans in the audience what are you gonna tell Tibbs your geriatric father what are you gonna tell everybody whenever you fail in a two-on-one match against me oh, here's the thing I tried to do things the easy way. I tried to show you the better way out of here. Instead, you wanted to throw that in my face, talk down to me. Well, fine then. Have it your way. I'm going to show you the, who the true saint of this place is. I'm going to be the saint of fire when I burn this place to the ground. If you have a problem with that, I'll see you both on Sunday. Hachimachi. Strong. Amazing words from Dylan coming out of this. Let me tell you something. The BS boys, they have they have a lot to fear from this man. Seems like he's got a lot of fire, a lot of intensity coming from him. And I think they're going to get a chance to see that intensity in our main event of the night, wherein we are going to see the BS boys themselves, Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore, take on a very strange team. A team of men who were fighting, not just when we could go. The team of the Dylan and Griffin Clouds of the VWO, which leads me to, of course, the VWO as a whole. Now, last week, we had Scott Moore, Scotty Moore's uh, father, come out after the VWO defeated the BS for their tag team titles. And Scott Moore proposed a challenge to them. Scott Moore said that, well, if, uh, it seems that Scotty was busy with the Dylan, would they like to put their titles on the line against Scott and his partner, who he revealed to be none other than the father of the VWO, Clint Clouds himself, came out shocking the JWF universe, throwing the VWO completely off of their game, Griffin screaming into the mic that they would never, ever get a title shot. It was absolutely shocking. But of course, uh, we have one of our great reporters backstage right now with Scott Moore and his partner, Clint Clouds, the team known as Daddy Issues. And let's go hear what they have to say right now. Hello, everybody. Honeypots, Mick Ceiling Tile here. Um, gentlemen, after last week's shocking debut of Clint Clouds, the JWF seems abuzz with this new tag team that we have here. Uh, but the one group that didn't seem to be impressed was the VWO, who immediately denied your chance at a title shot. Do you have anything that you would like to say to them? <clears throat> well, I'd have to say one thing you're worried about. I think my boys seem very impressed that I returned. In fact, <laughs> I think they're scared. They're on the run. Because they know their old man can take them down in an instant. 
bend him over their knee and spank them just like they were little boys again. And then we're going to take those titles away, aren't we, Scott? See, that's why I brought you in, Clint. Because I knew if one person could take the VWO down, the one person that could shake them to their core, it'd be you. Unfortunately, I think plans might have backfired because those boys don't exactly seem to want to give up their belts that easily, and I think that... No, 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 no. Scott, you see, last week we were a little taken aback. We didn't expect to see our daddy dearest in the ring ever again. We were a little flustered. We were worried about his health. He could crack in two just stepping up the stairs. <sighs> but fine. If you want a title shot, you got one. All you had to do was ask. And we never deny our proud, proud Papa Daddy anything. But there's one thing you see, Scott. You like to talk about how we took away something from your son. We took away his JWF tag title, you're right, but your son also took something away from the VWO. He took away my shot at the JWF championship, and I just want to make things right. So we're willing to put up our tag titles on the line against you two negative Nancys. <laughs> you one generation superstars. If you're willing to put that cash in the bag on the line as well, of course. Scott, Scott, you don't have to do this. We can find another way. We another way to challenge him. Now don't be dumb. You're on. Okay. Well, there you have it, folks. It looks like this Saturday it will be the VWO versus his daddy issues for the JWF tag titles. But if Scott Moore loses, he loses his cash in the bag briefcase as well. Honeypots, Mick, Green Shot Glass, signing off. I don't know how to react to this. I mean, this is something that I never thought would happen. Scott Moore is a man who proudly held that briefcase for so many years for so many months now he was a man who had that briefcase all he wanted to do in all honesty was kick the dylan's ass cash in that briefcase and get there but now he's willing to risk it all risk a title shot for the most prestigious award in our business just to get vengeance for his son i don't understand it it's very strange what he's doing do you think griffin will actually get um a real briefcase instead of the lunch bag? I'm, I, more than likely, um, what's going to happen is he's going to bring in a briefcase. And then, of course, they can swap the documents over from the lunch bag to the briefcase. I'm not sure how it's going to work. It's going to be very confusing. I, yeah, I think the lunch bag is more intrinsic to Scott more than anything. Mm, that's kind of his thing is the lunch pail. I really enjoyed that. Uh, and what else I enjoyed, ladies and gentlemen, has been these last few weeks in the JWF celebrity wing of the uh, celebrity section of our thing. Because we've had so many new debuts. We've had Jack Black returning. We've had Patrick Warburton returning after a lengthy absence. All of these men coming back and vying for the JWF celebrity championship. At this point, if I were Kid Rock, our champion, I'd be on the run. I'd be scared. I'd be terrified of who's coming after my belt next, but Kid Rock is not afraid, ladies and gentlemen. No, no. He's standing in our ring right now, and I think he has something to say about the number one contendership to his JWF Celebrity Championship. Well, well, well. Ain't this division just becoming a delish shit show? See, it seems... Like any celebrity that's just trying to claw their way out of mediocrity is coming here. And they're coming for my title, but but that's what's so funny to me. All of these dead careers coming back to life to face me. Well, if these zombies want to fight, 
Just consider me Daryl Dixon, cause I'll bow it to blast their heads off in a second, and not a single one of them can do anything about it. Because they're worthless. Putrid. Ain't worth a damn. And that's why I refuse to face any of them for my title. Not a single man in the back deserves a shot at my title. Not a single man deserves to face me in this ring. None of them. I can't... Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Play my music, play my music. Oh my God, it's, it's Captain Tibbs. Captain Tibbs, he barely ever comes out, but he's come out to make an announcement. The owner of the JWF is here. Let's hear what he's got to say. Uh, I did it. I finally did it. After months and months and years of trying and trying over and over every day, telling myself, today is going to be the day. We finally did it. We hit the big time. Ladies and gentlemen, my JWF children of all ages, what you see in my hands is a winning lotto ticket for $3 million. Do you know what that means? I can buy a jet ski. Gold. Now, I can get new toilets for the locker rooms. Gold ones that speak Japanese to you. And they have dolphins. <laughs> oh, I guess the JWF is going to get a lot of upgrades soon. We're going to have bigger rings, bigger sets, bigger facelifts. Everything, gold everywhere, and that means that I'm gonna have bigger stars than. Uh, oh, uh, mm. hey, hey, Kid Rock, I'm sorry I didn't see you there. Uh, but let me let me tell you something, Sonny Boy, Sonny Jim, Kid Rock, Kid Star, my man, my main main squeeze. This money means bigger, bigger, and better things for you too. Even though it's only a small portion of your total net worth. <clears throat> Because, you say, not a single man in the back is worthy to face the immortal Kid Rock. <laughs> well, you know, I can't agree more. So this Saturday, at our Summerfest live event pay-per-view, you aren't going to be facing a single man for your title. You aren't going one-on-one -on -one with anybody, no. This Saturday... You're going to be going up against the entire JWF celebrity roster in one go in a ladder match with a real ladder. With real ladders, plural. I've got the money. I can afford the ladders. So Kid Rock, be prepared this Saturday. You're facing Timothy Curry Pants. You're facing Guy Fieri. You're facing Patty the Warbucks. And our newest celebrity signee. Oh, you know him. You love him. He is the man, the myth, the legend. Nicholas Cage match. Oh my God, it's Nicholas Cage. What is. I can't believe it. How did. Oh my god, this winning lotto ticket's gonna be changing a lot of things around here if Nicolas Cage is the kind of person we can get. My god, this is amazing. The crowd is going wild. Nick Cage is running to the ring like a caged animal staring face to face with Kid Rock. Oh, and Kid Rock goes for a ball with a blast, but he quickly, quickly elbows his way out of it. Nick Cage clotheslines Kid Rock viciously and he rolls out of the ring. And Nick Cage, Nick Cage stares happily, grabbing the JWF celebrity title, holding it to the air. My God. Ladies and gentlemen. I think he's yelling something about bees. He's yelling about bees. It's very weird. But ladies and gentlemen, I, we've never seen something like this before. We've never seen a JWF, the entire roster. The entire JWF celebrity roster is going to be involved in a ladder match for the JWF celebrity championship. Anything could happen between Jack Black, 
Patrick Warburton, this new Nicolas Cage, who knows what's going to happen this Saturday at Summerfest. Oh, so it's a six-man ladder match. Okay, cool. Yes, it's the entire roster of six whole men. <laughs> we have a lot of money, but not that much money. See, see, but if you, if you, if you, if you want, you could probably hire Peter Dinklage, and you get six and a half men, and that's even better. <laughs> no, but then the problem is when you have a triple threat with them, it becomes a two and a half man match, and that's just not successful at all. But we actually, actually, we turn this into a like a half WLC, where like we give him a, like an unfair advantage, or like the, uh, an unfair advantage to try and like even out the fact that you know it's going to take him slightly longer to climb the ladder. <laughs> Oh. Well, um, ladies and gentlemen, I guess this t means it's now time for our main event of the evening. It's time to see how that triple threat this Saturday is going to go. It's time to see how Blake Tanner, Scotty Moore, the Dylan, how they do in a ring when they're across from each other. Because it's now time for a tag match as our former JWF tag champions take on the unlikely team of the Dylan and Griffin Clouds. And the match, let me tell you something. It started off with something very promising as Scotty Moore stood face-to-face -face with the Dylan. A preview of what's to come this Saturday at Summerfest. But right before they were able to lock up, Dylan steps back and immediately tags out into Griffin. And Griffin jumps in the ring, ready to take on Scotty Moore, a man he's fought many times before. And of course, the two duke it out back and forth but the VWO are nowhere to be found. Griffin Clouds is in the ring on his own and it shows because Scotty Moore quickly gets that advantage taking him into the corner beating him senselessly raking his boot against the face of Griffin Clouds. And then he uh, takes him over tags in his partner Blake Tanner and they hit one of their most infamous tag team moves the whirly do as Blake Tanner takes Griffin Clouds spins him around in the air into a vicious drop kick from Scotty Moore and Blake Tanner of course continues that beatdown on Griffin Clouds and then of course Griffin finally manages to grab Blake hits an insiguri to the side of Blake's temple and he crawls crawls his way towards Dylan reaches up for the tag and Dylan jumps off of the apron smiling at Griffin Clouds wickedly I don't know what it is I don't know I don't know if Dylan just refuses to face these men before Saturday, refuses to give up any of his in-ring tactics, but my God, he's standing back against the guardrail, staring as Griffin continues to get beat down by the team known as the BS. Blake Tanner picks Griffin up off the ground, hits him with a BDT, goes for the pin, one, two, and a kick out from Griffin Clouds, which means, ladies and gentlemen, I think the BS have to use their most vicious move in their arsenal. Blake Irish whips Griffin into the corner, makes the tag, and that means it is now time for a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The BS hit their infamous finishing move on Griffin Clouds. They go for the pin. When... Is that the music of the of the VWO? What? Griffin's already in the ring. Why are they? I don't... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They've got... They've got Scott Moore. They've got Clint Clouds, their own father. They've, they've beaten down the team known as Daddy Issues and are tossing them towards ringside. Scotty can't help but to look on in horror as he sees his father beaten, bloodied, laying at ringside. And he turns around to face, oh, a face full of poison vape from Griffin Clouds who picks him up, reversing his body. And hits a vicious under vapor, slamming Scotty's head into the mat. He starts to go for the pin when suddenly a blind tag from behind from the Dylan. Dylan runs in the ring, tossing Griffin to the outside and pins Scotty for one, two, three. After all of that, after all Griffin did. I'm not, I'll admit it guys, I'm not the biggest fan of Griffin Clouds, I'm not the biggest fan of the VWO, but after all the work he put in, only to be taken away by the Dylan, I, I, I couldn't understand it, it was a horrible move, and then of course Dylan grabs his belt, rolling out of the ring, as Blake Tanner enters the ring to check in on his best friend, and now Dylan's standing, one foot 
on the chest of a beaten Scott Moore, holding his title high, and my God, if this is the sight we see at the end of Summerfest, who knows, Dylan's proclamation from earlier may come true. The BS may have to deal with what could happen when they fail, but who knows what's going to happen? What do you guys think about this? Uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good pay-per-view, I'll tell you that. These three men, there is animosity brewing. But of course, ladies and gentlemen, this is leading all to Summerfest this Saturday on the official BS Network YouTube channel. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to find it, go to a load of purebs.com, click in the YouTube section, and it will be appearing there on Saturday. The official Summerfest pay-per-view. You can also find it on our Facebook page. You can find it at uh, facebook.com slash fightboys. I believe that's Why what didn't it. we name it Summer Smack? Summer Smack on Summer Smack. Damn it. <laughs> yes. But yeah, Facebook.com slash Fight Boys Show. Fight Boys does have a Z, a Z in it or a Z for our English friends. Um, so yeah, that was this has been an episode. What what'd you learn this week, Blake Tanner? Um, I actually learned two things. Uh, I learned first that my next pet is going to be named Barry Sleaze. Okay. And uh, secondly, I learned that Dylan, along with Seth Rollins, just likes to watch things burn. Yeah. And Dylan, what did you learn? Uh, I I learned that I can now refer to any markout moment as a G G1ing all over the place. That's gonna be. That's gonna. <laughs> oh, I just G one. Uh, I G one so hard whenever that moment happened, guys. It was it was amazing. And oh, I that le- hit me right in the climax spot. <laughs> and I learned me and Blake are gonna have to be uh, shockingly accurate on these predictions to not lose to Dylan. God, that's going to be pretty rough. Um, oh, oh, wait. And also, we have news. Uh, hashtag Dustwatch is still going on. However, I believe Dylan actually has a Twitter now. Would you like to let that be known? or? Uh, well, it's not actually for anything. I just got really tired of having to go through Google to look up Chuck Taylor's tweets. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't actually have an official Twitter for this. It's more like I have a viewing Twitter for, uh, for, for the Internet. So uh, once actually once once actually Dustin follows us, then I'll get an official one for the podcast that I can share. Oh, well, okay then. Uh, Blake Tanner, where can they find you then? Um, you can find me on Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. I don't use my Twitter. He's more I of an Instagram kind of guy. <laughs> more of an Instagrammer. I don't do I don't post on Instagram either, but I do have one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also find me at the Darkroom Video on YouTube. That's Darkroom V I D Y A. That's where um. Some friends and I, uh, we play video games, and you watch those video games, mm-hmm. and we have a fun time. So if you're interested in that, go check it out, Darkroom Vidya. Uh-huh. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. You can buy my book on Amazon. It's called Queasel Corp, Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. It also has the official Queasel Corp podcast that you can find at a load of purebs.com. In addition to a load of BS, the show that me and Blake do on our own. It's full of us bullshitting back and forth and... Um, imagine basically the dumbest dumbness of this show, but take away the like pro wrestling background. That's basically what a load of BS is. Um, and of course, if you're listening to us on iTunes, make sure to subscribe to us, make sure to rate us. That way we keep climbing those charts, keep, you know, getting to where people keep listening to us. What, what, what position are we at now, Scotty? Um, 10 unlisted thousand five hundred seven two. I pulled that number out of my ass, but um, but yeah, um, yeah. Maybe- that sounds actually surprisingly accurate. I would have <laughs> bought that if you had told me that that was the actual yeah. number. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna say that's pretty damn high. Yeah, but yeah, given the amount of podcasts, help us reach ten thousand five hundred seventy-two by rating us and subscribing to us over on iTunes. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at a load of purebs.com. You can buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Dot com. Donate to our Patreon. Find us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show. And remember, when you are a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life. <laughs>